Hi, and welcome to episode 267 of No Crying in Baseball, the accidentally vegetarian episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. How are you? Hey, I am hanging in there. Yeah? I, don't tell me that you had an accidentally vegetarian Thanksgiving. I did. did Can I tell you a quick story? You, you really? You didn't have turkey? Well, hold on. That's All my, right. my punchline. So right. hold that thought. Put okay. a pit in that. Okay, so I realized that the most important thing to make for Thanksgiving is a list. Okay, <laughs> that's more important than the turkey. So when you and your your um, your relatives who live two doors away decide you're going to like split the responsibilities for uh-huh. Thanksgiving, they're going to host, but you're bringing half the food. Mm-hmm. They're a vegetarian household, but you know they're having you know omnivores there. So I said, okay, if you want to bring turkey, for, that's fine. You can bring, you know, that's great because okay. it'll be like four out of seven of you will eat that. And so I made. A pumpkin pie, and I made two different vegetables, Ooh. and I made stuffing, and I made potatoes au gratin. I made all these wonderful. I made an appetizer that you won't care about, but they did. I made lobster grilled cheese, so be impressed. Don't worry about you. But um, <laughs> and so like, the three of us carried all of these things over there, and we're having cocktails, and we're having these delicious appetizers. And I went, I forgot to make the turkey. Oh wow! Now, at the time of Thanksgiving, yeah, like, we were already that. into the you know the cocktail <laughs> hour, and it wasn't you know a whole turkey. There were only four of us. So I got a little turkey breast. I was going to do it in the instant pot. It was going to take half an hour, oh. and yet I still didn't do it. But it was it, you know it was the best place to not have it because you know <laughs> there was a vegetarian main course, which was fine. It was fine, um, but I will say that I did go home and rectify it and junior potty mouth and I did in fact have turkey sandwiches at 9 30 at oh, night did. but yeah so it all came down to I am a compulsive list maker except for on Thursday wow. I didn't make a list and therefore I didn't make the turkey wow we had a, a little bit of huh, a, a bittersweet surprise Thanksgiving which went which went back and forth so we were supposed to be having Thanksgiving at my mother-in-law's that was all planned and, and my mother-in-law didn't cook so much, she, so she had ordered, we knew that she had put in an, an order at Wegmans, which did include a turkey, which we didn't care about. We were bringing the tofurkey. And then, uh, family tragedy strikes, mother-in-law sadly died on last Monday, and we're still, we're still grieving. It's still the, the end of the, the week of Shiva for, for those who know Jewish custom. But mother-in-law dies Monday before Thanksgiving, and there was a big, like, what are we going to do? Are we going to do nothing? Are we going to do something? We're doing Shiva anyway. We might as well have a Thanksgiving dinner slash Shiva and, like, her, her final gift to us. I mean, how surreal is that? Is, like, literally having ordered an entire dinner that nobody knew exactly what it was. So, you know, the the siblings went to Wegmans that morning, picked up a bunch of stuff. We brought the tofurkey. We had more people than originally planned for for Thanksgiving because people had come in from out of town for the funeral, which was the day before. And um, and it ended up being sort of a big, bittersweet, but togetherness and totally the way that she would have wanted. So... So a rough week here. So please excuse me, dear listeners, if I'm not my usual self, but I do have in, in, I think this might be the first time that I have a heaping glass of wine instead of my usual beer or sometimes we have a cocktail because my mother-in-law was a big wine drinker. So in her honor and cheers to that. And I'm having a, a whiskey just because we're gonna we're gonna be a little one off today, and we're mm-hmm. gonna we're we're gonna celebrate Yola, who was a lovely person. And on behalf of um, friends of the pod, our condolences. Yeah, and here's to you, absolutely. On today's show, players and teams give back for Thanksgiving and more. 
Do you remember Rule 5? We're going to help you with that. We have to make up for some lost time on big news on women in baseball. Um, Our international baseball features a lot of Venezuelan news and World Baseball Classic. Cheers. Cheers to that. And and listeners who do not follow us on Instagram, please go to our Instagram if you, if you haven't so far, because I am currently so, so happy. So one of the, the fun byproducts of hosting, we, we hosted Shiv at our house last night, and we scurried around, I don't know, I think there's something about, you know, cleaning and preparing and it helps you with processing. And you may have noticed in our Instagram feed that there's a little yellow square behind Patty, and it's been bugging the shit out of me. And every week... I've wanted to fix it, and then I forget about it until we sit down again. Right. As soon as we finish recording, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. Until, until we come back and sit down and go, oh, yeah, that little red, yeah. that little yellow thing still behind me. Yeah. And then also, it was a boring-ass blank wall, and I was like, we need something, um, something baseball-themed up there. And in our scurrying, I, I sort of cajoled Mr. Pottymouth into painting over the little yellow square, but we also have... Anika Orek, did I say that right? You did. Oh my goodness. Whew. Who is, uh, go back if you can find our interview with her, fabulous baseball fan slash artist slash um, historian for the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, her book on that, wonderful stuff. But we have a drawing by her of Mamie Peanut Johnson with a couple of other players that is my very favorite piece of art that we own. And now it is behind Patty for the time being for our Instagram shoot. So a little bit of happy, just a little bit of happy. A little bit of happy. Um, we're going to kick things off very quickly with a get well soon to Bryce Harper, whose Oof. elbow surgery turned out to be Tommy John surgery, which is a lot more serious than we thought. And so he's going to, they say he's only going to be out till maybe the all-star break, maybe less, but he would come back as a batter only for a while. So um, wow. so good luck to to Bryce Harper there. Um, so let's move on to like Thanksgiving-ish news. Yeah. Um, baseball teams are regularly do like turkey giveaways Thanksgiving, like food drives, all kinds of things around Thanksgiving. So that's not unusual, but I want to um, point out just a couple things that are a little bit less than regular. One is um, there's an O's minor leaguer named um, Kyle Bernovich, who's 25. He's a right-handed pitcher. He lives in Englewood, Florida, and Hurricane Ian destroyed, mm. you know, as you know, a good chunk of Florida. So he has spent the last two months and a rebuilding effort. He started with um, wow. partnering with nonprofits, just starting with wellness checks, like people who hadn't checked in as being okay. He would like go knock on doors to make sure people were okay. Um, he worked, he got the, the, you know, the O's spring training facilities in Sarasota. So he worked with them. They were a collection point for supplies. And he would just like drive up to the spring training place, load up his car and take supplies, whether it was like propane or cases of water or whatever it was, uh-huh. and deliver. So this this kid is is like working his way into like, you know, baseball, uh, baseball boyfriend quality action. And basically in his hometown, he's yeah. fixing things where he is, which is pretty cool. Um, what he said was, it was just one of those things where you don't even ask questions. It's just like, what can I do? When can I do it? How wow. fast can we get through this one so we can help somebody else? He was just really motivated. That's and that's that's really very cool to see. Um, and then that same facility, the O Spring Training Facility uh, in Sarasota, was a location that that Kyle Bernovich helped with for their turkey distribution. They, they fed 2,000 families. That is amazing. Out of their out of this, out of spring training. That is amazing. And I was just thinking, you know, almost too bad that he's a pitcher because with our baseball boyfriends, and here's the plug, we're going to be starting to pick these guys soon. They're the guys that we talk about in the offseason because there's something super cool that they do beyond the field. It's a, a bonus if they're actually good players as well because we make our fantasy teams out of them. But we pick a flock of pitchers. So the O's at this point have to, like, amp up their pitching so that we can get him in a flock 
That's right, because we, we don't identify individual pitchers as yeah. as boyfriends. So, um, and also, I, we may have our guys picked. Well, I've got my guy picked, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Hey, so hey, you may have heard of this guy Paul Goldschmidt, who may or may not have gotten Oof. an MVP. So he's working really hard in St. Louis to make St. Louis, you know, it's his community, make it better. And one of the things that he just did was he threw a boatload of money to Habitat for Humanity. And it was very specifically for one house um, that was, that was built. If you're familiar with Habitat, you know, oh yeah, you know, people volunteer to build houses. If you are going to be the homeowner, you also participate in building hundreds of hours in, in building the house. And so the house that he donated quite a bit to ended up being for a single mother of two who's a healthcare worker in St. Louis. It's the first home, not just owned by her, but anybody in her family. Uh, it's the wow. first. And and the importance of that is this is how you build wealth. Mm-hmm. You can't really build wealth in your family if you don't own your own yep. home. That's basically the, 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 that's the way you get started. So that's why places like Habitat are so important. And this is what Goldie did. And the, um, the, the CEO of the St. Louis Habitat for Humanity said he's a cardinal who values home and makes sure that his charitable dollars stay hard at work here in St. Louis. And so I don't know that he swung a hammer at any point, but he sure made it possible for those hammers to exist. Yeah. Well, and that's the the level of thoughtfulness that we look for is somebody who's doing something that does have a real immediate, real tangible impact. And for him to be thoughtful enough to be doing something that's going to be meaningful for his fan base and also make a huge difference difference in somebody's life right away. Yeah. That's, that's a good choice. Good done. So a lot of the team food distribution that happens around the holidays is um, sponsored by the team's philanthropic arm. Mm. And also, it, often they use their youth academies as a distribution point. Grocery stores and food banks are often partners in this. And pretty frequently mascots are involved because why wouldn't you want to, you know, have a mascot put the put the box of food in your car? I want to point out just a couple of things that were a little bit different from those. Um, one is um, Potty Mouth's boyfriend from the Marlins, Abisail Garcia. Did I say that right? I think so. Um, he was the face of the home plate meals, which was, was the Marlins' food distribution, which fed a thousand families. And if you go back to listen to Potty Mouth describing him, he and his wife send like hundreds of pounds of clothing and other supplies back home, I think to Venezuela, um, every year. So he, you know, he, he was doing the both community thing. This is the land of my birth and that's important. And also this is where we live now. So we need to take care of this place. Um, But one of the other things that was interesting about this one is um, the other, the title sponsor of Home Plate Meals was Tito's Vodka. I appreciate that. So yay. That's a win. That's kind of fun. The Pirates didn't do theirs on their own. They actually teamed up with the Penguins and the Steelers. So all the professional, the men's professional teams got together and did their food distribution, which is kind of cool. Um, Major League Baseball, like the front offices, have organizations within people that are, are work for the league and not just teams. Mm-hmm. And one of an employee resource group called Somos, which was a group formed to enhance baseball's efforts in Hispanic, Latino, and Latinx communities, mm-hmm. they got together and did a food distribution in Queens. Oh, cool. So it wasn't just like the teams, but also, you know, different groups of employees, like, you know, affinity groups, yeah. basically. Um, one interesting thing about the Nationals is they were the only one that I saw that actually did multiple distributions. They went out into different communities to make it easier for people to come and hmm. pick up 
the meals instead of That's, just saying everybody come to our youth academy in southeast or everybody yeah. come to the stadium or everybody drive through this place they have at least five different pickup locations that's really good because people in need are less likely to have an automobile and so they're not going to be able to schlep all that stuff you know on buses or whatever so make it closer to the people that's nice move nationals yeah um so the next thing that happens in in major league baseball the winter meetings are going to start in San Diego, and it's the return of the Rule 5 draft. I just got to say, if you're going to have a winter meeting, San Diego seems like a really good choice for that. Heck yes. So there was no Rule 5 draft in 2021. Um, The the owner-imposed lockout shut down was a big part of that. So they didn't have this last year. And in 2020, I think they did it virtually. So this is the first time since 2019 they're going to do like the in-person Rule 5 draft at the meetings, which is cool. And so this is, it's a little bit complicated. This is a draft of prospects. These are prospects that already are signed to teams, right? So teams had to finish up their 40-man rosters on November 15th. Uh-huh. You can still make trades. You can acquire free agents to make changes to your free mm-hmm. f- to, to your um, your forty man roster, but you can't like bring after that day. You can't like bring up other prospects, or you kind of lock down who's on that roster. Okay. You may have heard the phrase "we've they're protected from yeah. the world from the the Rule Five Draft." That means the teams have picked out those prospects they don't want anybody else to get their clutches on. Yeah. Right. So they've put them on the on the forty man. So if you have space on the 40-man, like last week we talked about a lot of teams non-tendering players to make room on their rosters. One of the things they make room for is they've got their eye on some other team's prospect that they want to try to get in the Rule 5 draft. You have to have a place to put them. Okay. Right? Okay, so that's that's what was happening there. Huh. So if, um, if a player gets drafted to another team, the team they were on gets $100,000. That player has to be on the 25-man roster for the whole season. That means they're going to get, you know... Major league pay. They're yeah. going to play and they're going to get major league play. So that nice. they, are, they are winners instead of getting, you know, minor league yeah. pay. Um, if they don't stay on the roster for the whole season, there's a, there's a, they can, there's a way you can get returned to your old team um, where they pay like $50,000 to, to get you back. It's a complicated waiver situation, which makes my head hurt. But um, y- you will often hear, like if, if you listen to, to broadcast, say, oh, they picked up this player in the Rule 5 draft. And these guys are often surprises because they were prospects and they have to be on the, on the roster. So, yeah, yeah so you're going to see them. So we got to hope for the best. So here's how you're eligible to be drafted. It's a little bit tricky. If you were signed at 18 or younger, so that's, those are people that's international draft or high school, okay. really, um, you ha- have to be added to a 40-man roster within five seasons. If not, hmm. then you're eligible for the draft. If you were signed at 19 or older, which are more likely to be the kids from college, right, right who get signed you know, in their junior year, um, they have four years um, to, be, to be protected from the Rule 5 draft. So that's who is, it's possible to, um, to, to nab from. So the actual draft is going to be um, Wednesday, December 7th. So, um, yeah, so you might see people, some teams talking about who they might be interested in. There'll be a lot of rumors. I'm feeling like there needs to be a board game. Like, become an MLB player. Like, you know, here are all the ways you can get to. (laughs) Draw a card. Oh, you get picked on the Rule 5 draft. I think you need to design that. Oh, yeah, in all my spare time, I'm on it. Absolutely. Again, I need retirement and independent wealth. All right. So so I'm not asking for a lot. Yeah. All right. So all you out there who want to finance Patty making the B player board game, you know our Patreon. You'll hear it. You'll hear it later. And just flag it. Just when you make that donation, just flag it for the board game. 
All right. There's a lot to talk about for women in baseball, which is it's so exciting. One is very late, and about two weeks ago, right after we recorded, or maybe it was the next morning, we got a text from Junior Potty Mouth saying, you guys just missed this announcement. We always just miss the yeah, big thing. There's always something. And maybe then we should record on Mondays. Yeah. I'm going to time <laughs> Mondays are such a good day. Um, and, and so then, of course, we flagged it and forgot about it for two weeks. But hey, congratulations to Caroline O'Connor, who is named president of business operations of the Marlins. The Marlins, that you probably already know because we've talked about it ad nauseum a little bit, because our hero, Kim Eng, is their general manager, which this means... Women are in control. Women are in control of all operations for the Marlins, which clearly is the first time in history. Um, O'Connor is actually, and I, I feel like we fell down on the job here, she's the second woman to be a baseball president. We missed out in March when Katie Griggs became the Mariners' uh, uh, baseball president, and I'm gonna, we're gonna link, I, I hope I put it in the notes below, we're gonna link an article about her, read up on Katie Griggs, because I am very sad that we missed this, this opportunity to highlight her, what an amazing woman, she graduated from college, at, or high school at some like super young age, and went to college, like she's just a fucking genius, and so she deserves to be where she is, um, so president of business, uh, O'Connor actually has a financial background, but she's been with the Marlins for six years. She was senior VP slash chief of staff and chief operating officer before this. So she's got six years in baseball. Before that, a lot of financial stuff. And the interesting thing, you know, you think business, business, this is marketing or whatever. But now, and the way it should always be, is it includes important details like diversity and inclusion huh. when you're making business decisions and community outreach and community relations. And the Marlins are a challenge at this point. They're the second to last team in attendance and in revenue. So this is a woman coming in with a big job. And I saw this Forbes article, you know how I read Forbes, um, <laughs> that, that, that called it a glass cliff, which is a little... Uh, just unnerving, and what it means is when you have an op uh, an opportunity to put a woman in a position of power, yet the position is super, super challenging, it's like putting her on a cliff because things could go really bad really fast. So it's sort of like, it's, wow. it's not, you know, I wouldn't say setting her up for failure because she could do super well, but she is hanging on that precipice. And so it would be, you know, in some situations, of course this wouldn't happen in MLB, right? In some situations it would be, well, that's, you know, we shouldn't have put a woman in that situation. Ah. They couldn't, you know, put, you know, handle it and let's bring in the knight in shining armor. So I wish the the best for Caroline O'Connor and for Kim Eng and for the Marlins because it's a, what a fun community. I mean, Miami and what a fun team and you know, you never know what's going to happen. Is there I, is there some relationship to like Tito's maybe stepping in to um, huh. to underwrite their 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 food drive, I, their distribution with all the women? It's they, like okay, we're we're really ramping things up here. We're we're breaking a lot of barriers. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. They, they, we need some <laughs> definite some some infusion of support support here somehow. More big news. I know when I can reference. So here I go. I'm refer I'm going from Forbes to NPR. This is hysterical. Like usually, you know, you're my, a little bit of a nerd. I, I, I'm not quite sure how I got there. You know, <laughs> yes, yes, you're not most, usually. <laughs> usually it's like the Athletic or MLB or whatever. But I, I, when I can reference an NPR story, I know something is big. And for a woman in baseball to be written about for NPR and on on shoot weekend edition, morning edition, I forget which show she was on. She was interviewed. Olivia Pichardo. 
first woman to play baseball for a Division I college team. Holy shit. We, we're, she's actually the eighth woman playing varsity college baseball this year. And we've been talking about how Baseball for All has been doing this very purposefully, building up girls through the years to the point where they are ready to play in college. And she's a freshman. And she walked on at tryouts and earned this place. And I, it, uh, we're going to link her. She has her own webpage, which is unbelievable. Look through her experiences. She's... Um, played she's she's pitched she's coming in as a utility infielder outfielder but she's also a pitcher in other spaces including the u.s women's national team where she was on uh, starting in 22 as a pitcher and outfielder so wishing the best to olivia and i can't wait to see more things but seriously check out her webpage it's it's so impressive you know this was big news because i had a lot of people send me this news who aren't necessarily baseball fans they just know that i am and so yeah so it was it was getting out there in the world and only one of them is actually a brown alum so. <laughs> Something to be proud of, though. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think I first saw it through the Baseball for All feed, and then it was just so cool to see how this news snowballed. Yeah. And to see how Baseball for All is not going to sleep for a minute and going to continue promoting women and girls in baseball. So there's something called the sweet, sweet, not sweet. I'm I'm almost through the wine just just for actually not, I'm you're not, not but that's you, a big glass. You, you, it was a healthy pour. It was a very right. and it's, I have a healthy pour of the whiskey too. So I yeah, yeah. we're we just keep talking right. until we finish that's, our drinks. That's Sorry. Fine. Here we go. <laughs> All right, swing. I'm gonna try to pronounce this. Swing elite girls baseball. I can see is where you got to sweet part, from that. It is sweet, that makes sweet, total swing. Sense. sweet sure. swing. Yeah. They're in partnership with this is a combined effort between this organization and baseball um for all. They're creating a national girls travel team. There are going to be tryouts on two different weekends in January, location to be announced, January 14th, 15th, 28th, 29th. So if you know a young girl in the either 14 and under, 16 or under category, keep your eye on this because if they make the team and each team is just going to have 15 girls, then they're going to be a girls travel team competing well, who can they compete against if they're only the girls, the only girls travel team in the country? They're competing against boys, majors, AAA baseball tournaments around the country. And let's see how they do, because this will be the elite of the elite of girls players. And it's it's super exciting to get them this kind of exposure and experience. So do we know, is this team going to be heavily sponsored? Because I always Ooh. worry about like when you do a travel team, especially yeah. if it's going to be right. a national team, you got to pay for this yeah. team to get places. So I really hope that um, Tito's or somebody is underwriting right. this, probably not them. But, you know, in order to get the best players, right. not the best players whose parents can afford it. Right. So after you make your donations to our board game fund on Patreon, <laughs> go to... Which is clearly <laughs> as important right. as supporting, right. you know, girls playing Actually, baseball. Actually, maybe, maybe before that, go yeah. to Baseball for All and yeah. throw them some money because oh my god the stuff that they're doing tirelessly and they have their big event has been announced for sure for next july 12th to the 16th of 2023 the baseball for all nationals and actually they made a point that this swing elite girls baseball team will not be playing there they are not playing in the baseball for all nationals experience where lots of other teams from around the country are coming it's going to be in kentucky at the ripkin experience i didn't know kentucky had a ripkin experience i did not know that either that's where it is so if you're anywhere near kentucky check that out and also there is a link in our show notes to a little summary of the all-american girls baseball event in florida that we talked about like last week or the week before it was a huge success the the uniforms not skirts but lovely um after four of the 
the original All American Girls Professional Baseball. That's so much to say. I read a lot of words. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. The, the Rock Rockford Peaches, South Bend, Bend Blue Sox, Racing Bells, and Kenosha Comets looking really great with lots of um, U.S. Women's National Team players around and other sort of assorted players of note. And Sue Zippe, who is the one organizing, who's a former AAG all those letters <laughs> American girls we should really stick probably. to beer uh, yeah or I should make better notes um <laughs> her dream at the beginning of this that we talked about was was making a women's league in the spring training area because the the stadiums are there they're not being used in like say fall winter and so she's working towards starting with them um, for four teams so let's see it happen we're gonna see it happen I yeah, know we are, are. So what I saw happen on Black Friday was I did some cross-training with the NHL. That's fun stuff. So um, I went to a Capitals game on the afternoon of Black Friday, and it was every time I go to a hockey game, I think I need to go to more hockey games. Mm. Patty Mouth, you need to go to a hockey game with me. I know the Bruins aren't going to be in town, but let's just pick one. Okay. Let's just pick one and go because they are so freaking fun. So hockey doesn't have like a City Connect jersey situation yet, but they hmm. have their own, here's the other jersey we're going to do, so everybody oh, right. buys it. Yeah. And what they have, they're calling them reverse retro, which yeah. I think is just too many words. I am wearing the t-shirt, which was the giveaway at the game, which was their reverse really? retro giveaway. The that was a giveaway. Was, that is very nice. So the very most important thing about this is there are black jerseys, and they were black t-shirts, and it was on Black Friday, so ah. I really enjoyed leaning into a theme, but the part that I really missed you for was um, when they started with the hype videos to get the thing under they played back in black oh so i thought i really my need jam. to like you know have yeah. a little, little head banging with with my friend potty mouth here but um then they, they quickly That's moved awesome. into some cure they had like friday i'm in love because it was a friday game and <laughs> i also know all the words to that so that was pretty good but more about these jerseys so the thing about the retro jerseys is each team sort of went to their way back machine Mm -hmm. and kind of picked out a logo or lettering or something from an earlier jersey and if you remember um, Seattle has a brand new hockey team the Kraken they needed a jersey and we were looking at like we spent we we did go down a rabbit hole of like pulling up a lot of teams retro reverse retro jerseys like what did the Kraken do and we believe we did not like look into it but we saw it and was did they just sit around and say, huh, if we existed 20 years ago, <laughs> this is what, what we would have been. <laughs> this is what the jersey would have looked like. And so, yeah, so that was pretty fun. But the thing that I want to tell everybody is if, if you've not been to a hockey game in person, you need to go, especially in this time of year where there's very little baseball to see in person. Right. So if you're tired of watching your sports on screens, get yourself to a hockey game. They're stupid expensive. You know, we were in the, the yeah. very last row and I paid way more than I ever pay for for baseball tickets. They were actually still pretty good seats. It was fun. But there's nothing like that environment. Oh, I want to go. The fans we got to go. The fans are psyched. The, the the light the light shows and the music are off the chain. They're they're just like they're so over the top. Yeah. Everybody sings every single thing that one can sing. Everything about it was fun. You you will appreciate that um, our friend Mike Plodger, who was the um, the the Nats oh, in between yeah. you know inning game thing, now does that for the really? for the Capitals. So it was a oh, friendly face on the the video screen. But please go to a hockey game, okay. even if you don't care for hockey. Just go once, just for the environment, and see what MLB is missing in the excitement category yeah. because they know how to do it. Which is what cross training is all about, really. You know, you want to pick up what you can get from other places. 
Um, and use those other muscles. Yeah, definitely exercise those muscles. And and the other thing that you can do is look at baseball in other places to see what to do or maybe what not to do. <laughs> in this case, maybe right. what not to do. We talked about, I think it was last week, Estrubo Cabrera, who I had previously really thought he was a super nice guy, played for the Nationals, great player, playing now for the Caribes de Anzuategui. I get to say that again. And uh, we talked about how he clotheslined a guy. Like, basically, the guy did his third home run, bat flip. Is his new nickname Clothesline Cabrera? I, I think that that will be our little pet name for him, I think. <laughs> yeah, so it turns out that there are punishments in Venezuela, like there are in, in MLB. I'm not sure if it's um, comparable for the amount, but he was he's suspended for 35 games. That sounds like a lot. Are there 35 games in Winter Bowl? I, I thought the, the seasons were super short. I, I, yeah, wow. it can't be that many more. I mean, right, the regular season is like until early January, so... There, I don't know. Maybe that goes over. And five, fine 500 bucks, which seems like a more than reasonable fine. Um, he has a very long statement on Instagram that is mostly an apology with a little hint of, I've been getting a lot of shit from a lot of people who have judged me before asking me about it. So there's a little bit of resentment there. Like, talk to me before bashing me. I think that was to, to some personal folks, maybe some some colleagues and things like that. But he also did, you know, apologize profusely to the team, to the fans, to his wife, to his children. Like it goes on How and on. How about to the guy on. that he clotheslined? I think so. Because <laughs> <laughs> that I would think, seem like job I, one, really. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he was included on that. We're just going to go ahead and say, yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> he, that he absolutely did that. Um, but what I didn't realize is that after the clotheslining incident, there was a brawl incident where just more than he were involved. And so there's actually a whole shit ton of little fines and suspensions sprinkled around the Caribes and the Tiburones, which is the other group, the other team that they were playing against. The Tiburones are appealing, apparently, because the clotheslining incident is what started it all. So we will see what happens there. In another Venezuelan team, the Leones de Caracas, they are in second place by, by like a hair. Today, they're just a game back, but they've been sort of sneaking into first and then do- dipping down in second, so they need that little boost. I don't really want them to get the boost because I like the first place team, but that's okay. Your friend and mine, your former boyfriend, Eugenio Suarez, just got the okay from the Mariners Yay. to start playing with the Leones de Caracas. He hasn't played in the Venezuelan League since 2014-15 season. Wow. And he has allowed 12 games. So, like, you know, previously 35. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Um, he's allowed to play from December 12th to the 14th. Is this a hint? That second he, to 14th? Yeah, yeah, that's a two. Yep, that's the second. That would be 12 games between the 12th and the 14th. That's a rough schedule, so man. All right, December 2nd to 14th. He is playing... And it might give them the boost that they need. It might be a hint to his desire to play in the World Baseball Classic. I don't oh, know. I haven't sure. heard that part. But also, Gleyber Torres is joining the, to the when you hear this, right? The 29th is Tuesday. So if you turn into El, uh, Venezuelan baseball, I can't do letters. Um, you might be <laughs> I able you to. you could do numbers. I barely. Please tell me you could do one I, of them. I didn't do either You really one. need to pick one and go with it. <laughs> no. Uh, you got to learn sign language from your kid, apparently. Um, he also gets to play for 12 games. Is also his not permission. used to a podcast. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> oh, man. we got to go to YouTube. Um, <laughs> 12 games. So between Gleyber Torres and Eugenio Suarez, we will see if that is enough to boost the Leones de Caracas into first. But who is holding down first place? My, I think, 
it's I it was the team that I used to root for in, but before I really liked saying on Swategi so much the the Cardinales, Cardinales de Lara yeah. and I start feeling like yigi about them because Odubo Herrera is playing for them and I'm not happy about that but Idelmaro Vargas who I do love who is a former boyfriend who also just re-signed with a year deal for the national one year deal for the Nationals and is very happy about it like it's nice to see that kind of enthusiasm and he's that kind of clubhouse guy he's that kind of like friendly energy guy and he's getting his practice in. He is raking in Venezuelan league right now. He is currently second in the league in batting with a 385 average after 91 at-bats. Not too shabby. Um, we have a bunch of other friends hanging out in Venezuela right now, including Yadier Molina, who we've talked about, uh, Puerto Rican, but he is now um, managing, that's the word, Navagantes de Magallanes, and, and sort of like uh, prepping for his big management job with, with the Puerto Rican team for the World Baseball Classic. So that's what this is building up to. The Navagantes have not been doing very well. They are not living up to uh, Yadier's expectations, shall we say. And he's been a little bit testy about this. Maybe he, he's not blaming his actual team because he has been ejected four times so far, including three consecutive games. So That is excessive. It, I'm just saying that's a lot. Right. Yeah. And he is trying to make this bridge now, right, from player to manager. And it seems like he's got a little bit of you know, maturing to do. I don't think he, he's never been good on the bench, right? Like, you know, mm. when, when people were like, you know, were signed to be his backup catcher. Yeah. They never got to play because he always played. I think he can't even stay in the dugout. <laughs> right. I think he needs to like be in somebody's face. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, I just solved Yadi for you. I, I wonder if he'll start playing. That that is that is entirely <laughs> out of my way. Just entirely possible. Yeah, and that was his his last ejection was. I don't think he was in the brawl, but it was something related to his role in another brawl mm. between the Navegantes and the Leones. So there's been a little bit of a warning about too much violence in Venezuelan baseball, but not, well, actually, yes, with the Tiburones, but not with Ronald Acuna, who is playing. Yay. His first game, he had a home run. So keep watching and watch now because he's only there until December 7th. These guys are in short leashes. So we'll be back in time for the Rule 5 draft, which doesn't affect him one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. All right, in our board game calendar, like, this is a detour, shoots and ladders. Um, <laughs> so one guy whose leash has been too, completely cut at this point, um, the, he, uh, Williams Estudio, who is one of the reasons why I was looking closely at the Caribes de Anzuategui, despite their amazing name, might be off the roster, Despite the fact that this isn't this this change doesn't affect his play now, but there's been a new catcher added and and talks and even though he hasn't been catching actually, but talks of him stopping playing because he just signed a deal and I don't think it's actually official, but there were enough sources that said that it happened that I'm just going to go with it, saying that he has signed with the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks of the Japan Nippon Professional Baseball League for, for next year. So that means, huh. sadly, he won't be coming back to MLB. You know, we always hoped for the, the bounce back. Last year he spent a bunch, he got back in the minors for a while. He is doing pretty well with the Caribes. And characteristically, this is one of the things that, that Estudio is known for, that we love him for, he has not struck out yet. He has had 87 at-bats with no strikeout. His average is 287, so not bad, you know, for for not swinging at a lot of pitches, apparently. Me, how am I doing? How are you doing? I am number 1,406 in the Venezuelan LVBP, Venezuelan League Fantasy 
which is not good. I think there, <laughs> there might be just a few more players than me. Now, granted, I only played two days so far, but I put in my roster today. So day one, I ended up number 125 out of 154. I was not last. I was not even second to last. Sure. And the second one... I, I think there should be a one there. I wrote 81 out of 207. I think it's 181 I was going to say, that's actually spectacular. Yeah, but I don't, I don't not, think I did not that so much. spectacular. I think I was so just not last. So that's just like that day? That's yeah, where so you, were? you can... So, so 1406 is my overall, which I think is is probably very skewed by the fact that I only played two days. But so you can look at... There's so many fun things to look at on the Venezuelan fantasy site. I, I highly recommend it. I don't think much Spanish is involved, really. Um, and you can look at your daily stats. You can look at your overall stats. You can go head to head. So what I did today is I looked at my last roster and compared it to the guy who got number one. And we actually had two players in common. All right. So I'm going to take a win on that. Sure. Yeah. Really, really quick trip to Puerto Rico, the Liga Profesional de Baseball Roberto Clemente. Um, I had picked Vimael Machin last year as my A's boyfriend based on his winter league play. He did not make it onto the field for the A's, but I'm sure next year when I don't have him, he's going to be doing really well because the other day he walked it off in extras with a grand slam nice. for the Criollos de Caguas against RA12. That's the, the Roberto Alomar team. I... I really like the Creos de Caguas. Also, that's where Alex Gore is from. That's his team. But I feel like I have to stick with the Gigantes de Carolina because that was my original Winter League pick. But also, when you look at each team, they've got their reservas, which are reserves, which are the guys who could show up for a couple weeks, like happening in Venezuela. It's the guy that, okay, if I get permission from my team, I'm going to play for 12 days. And Kike Hernandez is a reserve for the Gigantes. So just in case Kike has some spare time. So it's not a guarantee, but they could. They, they could, could at any time yeah, say, you can come and play for five games right. or, or 25 games. Right. Actually, yeah. Yadier Molina is a, is a reserva for, for Gigantes as well, and he's not going to be playing. So this yeah. is just a, t- a pipe dream of mine. But I will I will hang on to it, despite the fact that the Creos are in first place and the Gigantes are in fourth place three games back. All right, the moment you've all been waiting for, the World Baseball Classic. Dun, dun, dun. We are waiting. You can actually, if you go to, I think it's the MLB site, there's like a banner that you can click on that says, and fucking, they were supposed to contact me in November. It's almost the end of November about ticket availability. But that was through the Marlins. And this is a, a form that you can fill out saying, yes, I'm interested in tickets. Please email me. So I did that today just to cover all my bases. We need to when this crazy week's over, sit down and look at a calendar and see what we can do. Team Mexico is getting two more Dodgers to join Julio Rios, who we talked about before, you know, star pitcher. That's going to be pretty good for Mexico. Victor Gonzalez, another arm out of the bullpen. And Austin Barnes. Not a name I would have picked for Team Mexico. No. No, it doesn't have that yeah. ring to it, really. But I, okay. I tried to do my own research, but um, apparently he has Mexican heritage. I could not find enough I'm guessing on the mother's side. Yeah, that would be a good guess. Barnes. Yeah. No, I think or, yeah, or it's Barnes, for sure. Yeah, so we already talked about how Rowdy Tellez is on Team Mexico, and he is one of the few people, I think, who could be eligible for three teams because he's Jewish, so he turned down Israel and the United States, and Ramon Urias is Yay. also going going to be on Team Mexico, um, as well as, and I didn't look up the ancestry in this at all, Tyrone Taylor, my brewer's boyfriend from last year, is playing on Team Mexico. 
I don't know. The I, maternal lines are strong they, with these players, is my guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Roberto Asuna. So we're just yeah. going to, we're not going to root for Team Mexico maybe because of him. He's on there. So I don't know. Some in, a super interesting development. So me of, of um, Latin American political studies background, I've, I'm always fascinated with Cuba and the whole situation with, with Cuban players and defecting what they have to do to get through, to, to go through to be here. So historically, players who are of Cuban descent who play for MLB have not played for Team Cuba because they defected. So mm-hmm. they can't go back. For the first time in history, Cuba is allowing defected players to play for the Cuban team. And this just happened. There was an article in July, actually, that was like, no, this does not happen. You know, MLB players who are Cuban cannot play for Cuba. Just, I think this week, stuff happened. Luis Robert, who's my um, White Sox boyfriend from 2020, and Yuenes Céspedes of the, what was that, Wild Boar accident fame, um, <laughs> who is 37 years old. He last played with the Mets in 2020. He was my boyfriend in 2018, but he is working for a comeback. Right now he's actually playing in um, Dominican Republic with the Aguilas Sabayenas. They're both going to be playing in Cuba. They're both major league players, and there are actually a few more, and my notes are not good enough to, to say their names, but there are MLB players playing on the Cuban team, which is going to make things interesting. Apparently. So here's a question. Do I know that the tournaments, in, these, in this case, are going to be mainly you know these in the United mm-hmm. States or, or in there are a few other places. Right. Do they have to go back to Cuba at any point? That's a good question. Or, I don't know. Or they're just, oh, you know, Cuba's games are going to be played in right. you know, with the, in Miami or wherever they're going to be played. Yeah. And so it doesn't really affect that. It's just what jersey you're going to wear as opposed to, no, you have to actually go home right. even if you've defected from home. Right. Which would probably, for, for them, I would imagine it would be actually a benefit because, you know, they get to they go get, home. Right. See yeah. Family and stuff like that. Fascinating. So, so I don't know. You know, there's a lot of weird stuff with Cuban politics. There was that like brief moment where there was going to be a thaw in 2018, and mm. we we're going to be able to draft Cuban players um, through the normal means. But then that former president, who shall not be named, quashed that idea. There's a, an interesting deal that I just found out about with the WBSC, the World Baseball and, and Softball. I, I don't know, yeah. C Coalition Corporation. <laughs> committee, whatever it is. Really, you can't make with the I, words, can you? No, not, no, no numbers, not, no letters. Uh, no, no, not even letters combined. But you're getting down that, that wine glass is yes, definitely getting close to the we're, end. We're seeing the bottom. We're seeing the bottom. That organization has said that Cubans can represent themselves internationally, so they could, say, play for some other international baseball team, but in some other league somewhere in the world. But I don't think MLB. I'm just going to say that's the way it is. Yep. <laughs> That's... Hey, can I tell you one more cross-training thing? Oh, yeah. It, 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 it involves international sports. It involves, actually, the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So when we were cross-training with hockey, you know, there's 20-minute breaks between periods. So there's definitely an opportunity to, say, put a game up on oh, wow. the video board. And in fact, we saw people, like, sitting below us watching soccer on their phones <laughs> while the hockey game was going on, which brought us back to sitting at Nats games watching Stanley Cup games going on when when, when um, the Capitals ran. So that's, that's not that unusual. But we're like, okay, we've got this big screen. We've got these 20-minute breaks. The two times they flashed the USA-England game up on the video board was first half concluded, 0-0. Zero, zero. And then wow. final score, 0-0. Zero, zero. We wow. saw none of the game <laughs> whatsoever. And the amount of cheering when the game finished at 0-0 zero, zero was pretty crazy. And then, of course, we went all Ted Lasso like, 
it can tie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that was kind of a missed opportunity. It's like you know, you, we we could have we could have watched some some World Cup from our oh, from sure. our arena seats. Well, and and the funny thing about that is that that's like a big victory for the U.S. team, like yeah. that they managed to tie to not with, lose. Hi, we didn't lose. Yeah. yeah, but for the World Baseball Classic, uh-huh. the first game for the U.S. team is against Great Britain. So I saw some Instagram posts that said that was like the Avengers playing the Teletubbies. Like it was <laughs> it's just, like it's Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and it's against Great Britain kind of plays baseball sometimes, you know. Yeah, we do it for fun. It's all I, right. I really It'll be great. hope that there's nothing terrible that happens in that game. Um, so like my wish for you for this coming week is that it's easier. Oh, thank you. Will it be easier? Yeah. I think you did so. a lot. I think so. Oh, a, a it, was important. it was important, but it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was totally a lot. And and a little shout out to our friend Brian, who is the winner of our, our 2022 NCIB Fantasy Baseball League champion. We have all your stuff. It was ready to go. Last week when we did awards, that was going to be my excuse. I was like, and the, the most important award of all is, of course, the NCIB Baseball Boyfriend Fantasy Award. And your prize is finally going out. And then this week happened. So, Brian, it'll, it'll be there hopefully by the time we record again. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's it's on the counter. I swear to God. And I'm just putting this out there that I I may have already acquired next year's prize. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So that's a little incentive, folks. If you like to play fantasy baseball, or even if you don't, it's like a def- different thing with us. Like, tune in, stay stay attached. If you want to play fantasy baseball in a, in a, in a right. league that has stupid stupid mm-hmm. rules, but a good time, get get in touch with us. Yeah. Stupid rules, but a good time. But, that's but, our but, byline. That's <laughs> for sure. Hey, in two weeks we start boyfriends. So next week, still no boyfriends. Okay. But in two weeks, in two weeks, we start with the Nationals and the A's. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So uh, th- think, play, play along. Figure yeah. out, listeners, who you would pick for your Nats and your A's boyfriends from the coming year and see if you guessed the same people that we're going to pick. The cool thing about, I think, both teams is that we have a selection. Like, it comes to some of the upper teams we have just picked so many of these yeah. guys, but the Nats and the A's both have so many... New guys. A lot of the yeah, young, new younger guy. teams give us a lot yeah. of opportunity to, <laughs> to pick the you know from from not the same old same old. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so we we hope that um, you're you're getting to watch some of the international baseball we're talking about. We hope that you're getting out of the house and going to some sporting events in person. I hear there's a bunch of them. They're mostly indoors. I'm going to root for hockey, but you can um can take your pick if you want to talk back to us and let us know what you've been doing sports wise over the week, or if you forgot the turkey for your Thanksgiving, <laughs> That's or so or you need to reach the corrections department. Please find us on social media. You know, ish. Yeah. Well, Twitter seems to still exist. So as long as it's there, you can find us at NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, No Crying and B-Ball. And then if you want to support the show, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash No Crying and B-Ball, and you'll keep us going. We are close to breaking even, so it would be nice if you could help us get there. There you go. Yep. And then that whole board game and also maybe travel to World Baseball Classic Games. And there was that other thing that I've already forgotten what that was. But never, oh, no, no, no. We were going to deflect your your donations to supporting girls baseball. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, until next time, my friends, get that booster so you can go out in public and and go to a hockey game. Um, Fight the man. It's the right thing to do. If you're any place where there's game balls, make sure you send them to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. Three.
Oh, shit. Yeah, no, it's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Three, two, one. Oh, shit. I don't think that's how a countdown works. <laughs> All right. It, it doesn't. No crying in baseball. Three, two, one. <laughs>